You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and it's another episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. And today on the podcast, I have G. Nantera, who is a writing coach and a freelance writer, content blogger. Thank you, G., so much for being on this episode. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. Great. So now, can you give us a little bit of background about you and, and how you got started in this so that we can understand where you're coming from? Absolutely. Um, so I actually have a bachelor's degree in biology and nursing. I practiced nursing shortly. And then um, in 2009, I went to grad school for microbiology and immunology to become a scientist. So I kind of switched fields. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I know. And so I, I left nursing to become um, to, be, to become a scientist, basically. Um, and we moved from, we were living on the East Coast, so we moved from Philadelphia to San Diego, California, to, for me to get started with a postdoc. Um, and so just got started with a postdoc, and then we realized really, really quickly that California is super expensive. It was way more expensive than we were used to living on the East Coast. So it's like, okay, you know, um, being the resourceful person I am is like, okay, let me see what else I can do to supplement my income so that we're not completely like overeducated people without money, right? So um, I had actually started a blog just about the year before and I had been playing around with blogging, um, just sharing everything I personally knew about online business and what I had learned in the past like year and a half because I discovered online business maybe around 2012 and I had sort of playing around with some things. And so I just started sharing my knowledge through my own blog. And then when I wanted to make extra money, I was like, okay, how can I leverage my blog into something that will help me start making money, um, extra money, you know, to supplement my income as a postdoc. And so I stumbled on, well, not really stumbled on, but I decided to become a social media manager slash freelance writer. And when I first started, I was just working with local businesses, creating social media content for them, and they were so happy with it. Um, and, you know, I always say that as long as you have an education in a particular field, you can bring all those skills that you have into a completely other new field and still excel there. I, I really do believe this. Um, so I just took all my skills from nursing and research that I had gathered. Um, and I just used that to research social media content for people, to research posts for people, to start writing content for people. And so really that's how I got started. Um, and then fast forward to 2017, I dropped social media um, as a freelance side business and I just focused on freelance writing. And that is basically all I've been, what I've been doing since then. Um, in 2018, my postdoc came to an end and, you know, as I was basically trying to figure out what my next step was, I decided to just take on freelance writing full-time. So that's what I currently do full-time, and it's been really rewarding. All I have to say is, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so you went from biology to nursing to microbiology uh, in a postdoc, um, moved from Philadelphia, where I am, uh, which 
yeah, just uh, California is way more expensive. Mm-hmm. In your free time, you thought you would start blogging and doing social media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. The question was, how do how did you how could you earn more money? So, and that's a question that a lot of, of nurses have. Like, if they're going right. to start a blog, because they have so many stories to tell, but mm-hmm. they don't understand the concept behind how are you going to monetize what you write? So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as blogging goes, there's always going to be different ways for you to monetize. The way that I chose was essentially to sell my services, right? Um, through, because I had already started the blog. And so whenever I approach people to write for them, I would present my blog as proof that I could write. And that's one thing I always tell up and coming freelancers is if you want people to take you seriously, if you want people to believe that you say you can do what you, you want to do, that you need to show them some proof and my proof was my blog and so when I showed that to people and I had um, taken that blog from I think zero well I started with zero in 2014 to at the time I started pitching people for um, freelancing gigs I was getting around I think 5,000 monthly page views Um, So I was able to show them, hey, I took my blog from zero to 5,000 monthly page views. I use social media to build this. And so this is what I can do. So one of the ways you can really monetize a blog is by selling your services. And that could be freelancing like I did. That could be coaching, right? So you could have a blog and basically be talking to people about a particular subject. Maybe it's health coaching because a lot of nurses um, know so much about healthcare and want people to have better lives, better health and healthy lives. And so maybe that's your health coaching business. Maybe that is you are more legally inclined. And so you want to teach people, you know, about the laws that surround nursing and nursing practice. And so whatever it is, whatever you create, um, with your blog, you can make turn it into a coaching or consulting business. Um, there are also opportunities for you to partner with brands that's something I've done a little bit myself is to partner with brands and talk to your audience about why this particular brand is useful for them and how it can help them reach their goals. That's another way you can make money um, via blogging. And of course, um, there's creating your own courses. Um, and so there's so many ways to go with it. Ebooks, so many ways to go with it. But the, 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 the biggest thing with blogging and with creating an online presence, of course, is to build an audience that wants what you have. And once you have that, then you can just take it in so many directions. Yeah, I mean, build the audience is huge. And so you've been using your blog as an example of your work and as pretty much a magnet to attract people to you because they're just not going to show up at your doorstep for no particular reason. (laughs) Correct, correct, correct. Yes, you have to put useful, and then it's not just any blog because one of the other things is I come across people that say, I want to start a blog, but then they're writing about things that concern them. And you don't necessarily, unless... Unless you're a celebrity, for the most part, nobody really cares about you like that. I'm not saying nobody cares. <laughs> it's true. But nobody really cares about your personal life just yet, you know? And so it, it, it's in your best interest to start out by helping others, by putting content out there um, that helps others. And it doesn't even necessarily always have to be a blog. It could be, you know, um, Kitty here is doing help 
a podcast. It could be a podcast, it could be a YouTube channel. But um, for me, it was a blog, right? So whichever path you choose with all uh, these three content types, you want to make sure that you're putting content out there that's helping people and um, ultimately attracting them to you and potentially um, that becoming a source of income for you. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge distinction. Well, first, you know, you could do a blog, blog, podcast, whatever you're comfortable with just to get the content out there. If you don't want to be on video, you can write. Um, but you just made a huge distinction about the blog itself because most people do make that mistake of, you know, it's almost like a personal diary online of what they think and what they ate today. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. And it's, you know, I always liken that to like, if you go to a cocktail party and do nothing but talk about yourself, you're going to get the same responses if you do that with a blog. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's correct. Correct. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily want to, and eventually you will be able to talk about yourself when you finally have the audience that loves everything about you and wants to know what you ate for lunch. Um, but in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, that's, that's not the, that's not the direction to take in my opinion. <laughs> right. So if Beyonce comes into the, the, uh, the uh, cocktail party, she can talk about herself, but the rest of us yes. have to be, you know, yes. at least feign interest in other people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But to that end, you also need to jump into the conversations that are already happening. So if everybody's talking about sports and you come in and you want to talk about spiritual issues, it's really, you just can't interject whatever you feel like into the group conversation. So uh, what is your, your take on um, finding conversations to jump into and, and, uh, make them your own. Yeah, I think conversations that are in the niche that you eventually choose for your blog or whatever, um, yeah, for your blog is really important, right? So if, for instance, I was talking, I've, I've been talking a lot about online business since 2014. A lot of people know me for that. A lot of people have subscribed to my blog, subscribed to my email list for that particular purpose. If all of a sudden, right, I start talking to them about my love for tennis it's going to be difficult for them to like follow because they didn't follow me for that purpose. They followed me because they wanted to learn more about online business, about how to make money online, about how to turn um, blogging into a career. So it's not something that a lot, even though I may have some tennis enthusiasts in there, right? It may not be the best place. However, if I started a separate blog and built a completely different audience for tennis ent enthusiasts, then any current conversation that comes up, we can jump into. So any current conversation that comes up in online business, I will jump into with my audience, right? Because I'm like, okay, this is my take on this. This is what I think, um, I, I, you know, or, or let's say there's a popular idea within your particular niche and you're like, listen, I tried this and I don't think it works, you know? So, so you definitely want to jump into current conversations, but you want to jump into relevant <laughs> current conversations that you have built your audience and brand around. Right. And I, I think too, I mean, you could sprinkle that kind of stuff in. So if you're talking about online business, maybe use a tennis metaphor because that's what you love, but it's not like a conversation about tennis. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's really cool that you're doing all this and you also do freelancing services. So tell us about that. Yes. So I'm a freelance writer. Like I, I mentioned earlier, um, having a blog was just an excellent way for me to transition into freelance writing. And especially for um, people that are for nurses, right? We have a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to healthcare. 
a wealth of knowledge. And there are several health publications out there. There are several companies, tech companies, health tech companies that need content. And so when I jumped into freelance writing, I was like, well, how can I leverage all my degrees? Because all my degrees have been in the sciences and, and healthcare um, and turn that into a business and also be around for, I do have a five-year-old and also be able to be around for my son, be able to take him to school, be able to pick him up whilst we don't stop, right? So um, um, healthcare seemed like a great place for me to get started with writing. And truly over the last two years, I've been able to reach out to um, health tech companies, to home care companies, to um, health and fitness companies, and be able to produce content for them. Because the truth is that when you, for most of us that are listening to this podcast, you, whenever you hear about something you're most likely, you don't, that you don't know about, you're most likely going to go into Google and type in how to do this or what is this, right? So people are asking questions all the time. I forget the exact statistic but there is this ridiculous like there are about a, a billion searches per minute on google or something like this it's like a really ridiculous number and so every day all across the world people are searching for answers to their questions and the way that you as a business I'm, now i'm talking about the, the businesses on the, on the business side not as a writer but the way that a business can show up more and show up show themselves to be relevant to the conversation bringing up what you, you had mentioned earlier about jumping into conversations is really to create content that their potential audience is looking for, right? And so if they're able to do that, they will be able to attract people organically to them because if I type in how do I or what is a waist trainer? Let's say I've never heard about what a waist trainer is and I, and I go into Google and type what is a waist trainer and I find somebody that has written a really good article on waist training and they're selling waist trainers and I'm in the mood to buy one, I'm immediately going to get it from them because they have done such a good job of explaining what waist trainers do. And so from the company perspective, this is really, really important and companies are constantly looking for people that will create content for them. And so I, I essentially have provided myself as a, uh, a solution to that. Like you need to create content, but these companies may not have somebody in-house or their in-house people are too busy or, you know, they just don't even know how to create content and they need somebody that has a wealth of knowledge like you to create that content. And so that's where I become a solution to these people and take on, um, that content creation, um, role for them. So do they tell you what they want written or do they kind of leave it up to you or how does something like that work? It depends on the company, to be honest with you. It really depends um, on the organization you're working with. Most of my, for me, most of my clients will just say, you know, you know, these are the types of topics we want. This is the kind of company we are, and this is what we're selling. So the content always has to relate back to their product or to their purpose, right? And so creating content around that is really, really important. So for instance, one of my uh, clients, they sell um, a solution to companies that allows them to create wellness programs for the employees, right? So everything I write for this particular company surrounds and has to do with employees wellness and health right I have another one where it's a home care company so everything I write has to do with taking care of seniors and you know and helping them stay at home whilst they're old and, and that kind of stuff and so it really is 
from for me most people just say hey this is my this is my area this is my market this is who i'm trying to reach can you create content that reaches those people um some yeah, and then i have some clients that want specific things done because they have done their own research and they know what their clients are looking for so then they assign topics so it, it really depends on where the company or the, the, the client is with what they need. Okay. So you reach out to these companies or do they like place ads or, or how does that work? Right. So advertising. So basically this is marketing yourself as a freelancer and, and, and this could work for any type of freelancing, but as a freelance writer, marketing yourself is absolutely important because nobody's going to come pounding on your door to hire you. <laughs> please write for us, please. <laughs> It would be nice if they came by banging on your door. Um, but um, there are a number of ways to get clients. All right. So the, the first way, but which I think is also the way to get the lowest paying clients, is to use freelancing websites. So there are freelancing websites out there like Upwork, like Fiverr.com. Um, there's Freelancer.com. Um, there are even some, um, some, some blogs that have been longstanding. There's one that comes to mind, problogger.net. And they post, they, they do job postings essentially, where they, somebody, there is a company that's looking for writers and then they just put up a post saying, hey, we need somebody to write this type of content for us. But the, I think the biggest thing with um, freelancing websites and, some, and job boards is that usually... Um, people are looking for, in those instances, people are looking for freelancers that can do the most work for the, the, the least amount of money, <laughs> right? Because with those, so many people are going to put in a bid. So many people are going to say, hey, you know, look at me, look at me, right? However, one of my favorite ways to get clients is actually to go looking for them yourself. And so that could be on LinkedIn, for instance, you create a profile on LinkedIn. If you go to my uh, LinkedIn profile right now, get your Nantra um, PhD, you'll see my profile and how I've ha I have it set up. And I say I'm a health and content, I'm a health content writer. So one of the things that does for me is that LinkedIn search, I get picked up on LinkedIn search quite a bit because there are people that are typing in health writer, health content writer, medical writer. So LinkedIn has a search, a search function that you can leverage. That's one way. Another thing you can do still on LinkedIn is actually to look for your own clients and reach out to them. So for instance, let's say you determine that be, you want to start working with, you want to write for um, doctor's offices, right? So you will use a tool like LinkedIn or even Google, right, to search for doctor's offices in your local area or, you know, close by, and then find a contact there and reach out to them. On LinkedIn, it's a little easier because you can send them a message on LinkedIn, um, and you want to structure the message so that it doesn't come off as spammy, right? So you want to structure and say, hey, my name is so-and-so. You can check out my profile because your profile is right there. That's the beauty of LinkedIn. And they can just click on your profile and check you out. If they like you, they'll get back in touch with you. And then introduce yourself, tell them what you do, and ask them if they have any writing needs. And if you can do that consistently, you will get some people to say yes. There are people that will completely ignore you. There's some 
people don't say no, but it's good to know that you are somebody that I can fall back on in the future. So this, this is all part of marketing yourself. So that's something that you can do with LinkedIn, something that you can do with even Google. Another um, avenue that has been really helpful for me has been Craigslist, actually. So way, I remember when I talked about when we moved to California and things were so expensive and I wanted to start um, freelancing, one of the, I started with social media management and one of the things that I did was I went on Craigslist and as somebody was looking for a social media manager and I was like, okay, well, let me just tell them I can do this for them. And so I, I wrote, I answered their ad and said, Hey, I see you're looking for a social media manager. I would be able to do that for you. Um, here's my information. Let me know. And she got back to me and was really excited. And that first, um, that first lady brought me over $1,000 in business every single month. Um, so that was really helpful. That was like some nice extra side income for, um, that solved a lot of problems for me. Um, but essentially it was through a Craigslist ad. Another thing, another thing I did was I posted um, my own, I created my own Craigslist uh, post and had mentioned that I was a freelance writer in the local San Diego area. And I had somebody reach out to me and I've been working with that particular uh, company for the last year and three months. So I would say don't sleep on Craigslist <laughs> because even though they have been spammers and scammers and, and all kinds of um, unsavory characters on there, um, it can be a good platform to leverage your freelancing career. So these are just a few examples um, of how to find clients that you can start working with. Um, so how do you keep up uh, with all the writing? So I imagine this is something that takes a lot of effort or a lot of work. I mean, it would have to be something that you enjoy doing. So what are some um, productivity hacks that you have or how do you keep yourself organized and, and get to your deadlines? Absolutely. So one of the things that I do is I keep a calendar um, and I just basically fill it in with what I have to do. And so I fill it up with work essentially. So if I know I have to write four pieces for one client this month and eight pieces for the other client this month, I'll put them on a calendar. And every day when I wake up, I'll look at my calendar and say, okay, these are the things that I have to do for client A and B. And then I just get them done. And I actually use a, a productive, I don't use a lot of productivity tools, to be honest with you. Um, I have dabbled with Asana. That's a tool that I use um, sometimes to do some scheduling and so, and so on and so forth. I've tried using Google Calendar. Um, once again, it's something that I haven't, I just really haven't found it useful. But what I found useful is just a regular old calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you mean those paper things we used to have? Oh, paper things we used to use, you know? Um, just filling it in with work and then just trying to stick to that calendar. Um, however, when I'm writing on my computer, there is a tool that I use. And let me, it's a Google Chrome extension. It's called Forest. Uh, it's a Google Chrome extension called Forest. And essentially what Forest does is whilst I'm writing, it prevents me from browsing social media websites. <laughs> because I think that can be the biggest distraction when you worth its weight in gold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
it, it's the biggest distraction when you want to when you're working online when you're trying to write something or trying to do something and it's like sometimes our minds are like oh let me escape from this hard thing let's go on social media um and so for me um i just if you're way more disciplined than me by the way kudos to you but <laughs> But I use Forest to actually, number one, it's a timer. So I'll time myself. I'll say, okay, for the next one hour, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. I'm not doing anything. I'm doing this one thing. So I set a timer for, let's say, one hour. And all I'm doing is, let's say, doing research for this one blog post, right? And then that's what I do. And then the other thing it does is that it blocks me from going to social media sites. So during that time, I really get like a focused, distraction-free block of one hour to get things done and i find that when i just time block and focus on one thing at a time um i get more work done in a day versus just trying to like look at a look at my cap like look at like google a google calendar or look at asana like for some reason that does is not helpful for me but if i write it down on a calendar write down my tasks for the day set my timer block out social media and just focus on my work i get it done yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that because, you know, even those um, types of calendars like Asana or Basecamp or whatever, I find myself like, oh, let me color code them and put them in this. And it's just, like ridiculous. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And everybody has their strengths. I know some people that use Asana religiously and are so good at it. And I admire these people. But you just have to find a productivity hack that works for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just has. And for me, what works is time blocking, physically writing things down and just time blocking and getting them done. So is that how you deal with um, writer's block as well? Like, do you ever get that or, you know, just like, oh God, I just can't think of a single thing to say. <laughs> yeah, you know something, when I can't think of a single thing, um, there are different ways to come up with content ideas. And I think that's a whole other conversation. Um, I do have a YouTube video on that. So uh, shameless plug. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the things, um, one of the things that I do to help myself, I don't get writer's book a whole lot, I have to say, but when I do face that difficulty, I try to find something that could spark my creativity. Like I will go to, um, another website or blog that is similar to the kind of content I'm trying to create and see what they've written recently. Like what have they been talking about recently? Or I'll go on a news website. One of the websites I've been using recently because I write a lot in the science and healthcare niche, I go to Science Daily. And with Science Daily, they basically curate um, all the new research that is out in a particular month, all the new stories that are going on about a particular health topic, they will curate that and just display them on their website. So I'll go to Science Daily and just start browsing through what they're talking about and be like, oh, that sounds like an interesting thing that I could create something on. So recently, for instance, I had to write something for a client and I really, really did not know what to write. So I went on Science Daily and there was something on there about exercise some new research about exercise and the brain and i read it and i went over i clicked and they usually link to the original research so i clicked on over to the original research and kind of looked at the abstract and was like, wow this is interesting like that's something i could write about because it's new people don't a lot of people don't know about it yet so let me 
try and create something around that. And I ended up writing like a 900 word post on that. Um, so really just like going to places where your, your creativity is sparked using curated news websites, things like that. Um, sometimes it could, could also be as easy as like taking a walk down the street and just observing everything around you and seeing somebody running and be like, hey, I could write about this. <laughs> so it really, I just find, if I do face writer's book, I just find a place where my creativity can get sparked and I can create something new. Okay. And you do have a YouTube channel. So tell us about that. Um, what's one there? Yes. Yeah, so on my YouTube channel, I actually talk a lot about freelance writing and working from anywhere and how you can use that to create more freedom and family time. Um, so that's essentially what I talk about. I do have other subjects on there, but I mostly talk about freelance writing and blogging as a way um, to essentially create a career for yourself. Okay. And you also do speaking? Yes, I do do some speaking. I've spoken at um, WordCamp. WordCamp is a, a conference for WordPress users or people that want to learn how to use the platform WordPress for blogging. And that definitely falls into my area of expertise. And so I've spoken at WordCamp. I've spoken um, briefly at FinCon. Um, which is the Financial Bloggers Conference. They had an Ignite program, so I spoke there for like five minutes. And then um, I've also spoken at, um, in Texas for a travel, a travel um, association um, where we just basically talked about using social media. So I also speak about content creation, social media blogging, and essentially creating that work anywhere lifestyle. So how are you working with people now outside of the freelance um, uh, services market? Do you do writing coaching and that kind of stuff? And how do people work with you? Yes, I do do coaching. Um, currently, to, to be able to work with me, you have to get on my email list. <laughs> um, um, so my email list, you can actually access that by going to gnontra.com slash writing niches. Some people call it niches, but okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what the right word is. Yes, I think both uh, both pronunciations are correct depending on where you're from. But um, it's <laughs> it's uh, gnontra.com slash writing niches. And I basically provide people with 10 um, different um, niches that are productive when it, or uh, profitable, sorry, profitable when it comes to freelance writing. So you can go to my email list that way. And I'm actually in a few months time, we'll be launching a program that will be a group coaching program. And so then when people, if people want to learn more about that, they can sign up for the email list and I'll be emailing folks about that. Uh, yeah, so the profitable writing niches is, is something really important for you because you don't want to start out in a place where there's no money, uh, especially right. if you want a, a side hustle. <laughs> right, right. Yes, definitely. You definitely want to write in a niche where they have the money to pay you. Yes. And I feel like those group writing code um, programs are so helpful because like you're in it together and you can, um, you know, just talk about issues that you come up with and find a lot of support. Absolutely. 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 And that's what people will be getting with that particular coaching program is a lot of support, a lot of um, homework to do so that you can get your business on the road, right? <laughs> In because, case you missed homework from school days. Homework to get your, your, your business started and on the road and, you know, all the support in the world, um, especially from me and um, from the peers in the group as well. That's awesome. 
so that's jeanontera.com slash writing niches niches. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put the show notes in. Yes. I'll put it in. <laughs> Make yeah, sure it's, it's easy correct. when it's a link. It's easy when it's a link. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, gee, thank you so much for this. This has been so valuable. Uh, I know it's going to help a lot of people, especially nurses that want to get started. They just don't know where. And I think you know, going through the profitable niches is going to be a, a huge jump start. Uh, and knowing they're on the right track is is nine times out of the ten the biggest hurdle. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs>